Welcome to the If We Knew Then podcast. I'm Stephen Sox. And I'm Lori Sox. And today we are joined by Houston and Katie Vandergriff from DownsandTowns.com. Houston is a photographer who creates some of the most breathtaking works of art. And today we are so fortunate to have him and his mom, Katie, talk about their journey, their advocacy, and to share Houston's passion and his art with us. So welcome. Katie in Houston. Hi, Katie. Houston, it's so nice to meet you both. Hello. Good morning. Good morning. I, I came across Houston's story just in a Facebook group. Uh, someone just said, Houston is amazing. And so I hit the link and it brought me to your to your website. And first of all, your picture in the front of the website drew me in and I said, I want to know about this guy. And reading the homepage and hearing your story of, of expressing yourself through photography. And then to hit the shop button and look at your photos and they're spectacular. It's our honor. Thank you. Yeah, thank you. So Houston, I want to know a little bit about your photography. Where was that interest in photography born? He's pretty much had a camera in his hand Man. most of his life. Yep. Uh, we started out with disposable cameras. We'd give them to the kids when we go on vacation or something. Yeah, and uh, we'd get Houston's pictures back and some of them would be really good. Yeah, oh, good. And so he's really always just been comfortable holding a camera. Um, I think probably the main, the big change in our life was nine years ago. I was diagnosed with breast cancer and I had never really wanted to be in front of the camera. <laughs> I'm the mom, you know, I'm always the yeah, one taking mom, pictures. Yeah. And uh, I started giving my camera to Houston and decided that, you know, if, if I was gone, my kids wouldn't remember what I looked like. And so he started taking pictures a little bit more seriously at that point. Well, I got a bees, um, Myrtle bees, and it was good. Yep, when you went to Myrtle Beach, you yep. took less pictures, didn't yep. you? Yeah, well, it's going to be about civil. Well, I got um, sideways pictures. Sunrise pictures, yeah. yeah some sunrise pictures yeah, are the best. Yeah, we see a lot more sunsets than we see sunrises. Yeah. We're not generally morning people. Yeah, no more people. <laughs> well, I need more people. <laughs> yeah, um, through middle school and through high school, Houston did the 4-H. If you're familiar with that, it's a, a leadership program for students. And he did the photography project all through. <laughs> and as he got into high school, he was a teen leader for that group. And so when he finished high school, it was kind of looking at careers and looking at what to do and our local university which is the University of Tennessee has a professional development program and you can earn a certificate of photography so he pursued that it was a three-year program that uh, was I think 160 hours of classes yep and so that was a a whole series of classes from travel nature design Design, photography as a business so we, we've pursued that. Um, they offered an advanced photography certificate oh, and yes. he got that. Even though he's got his certificate, we're continuing to do classes 
because you can never really learn too much. So we're big believers in hands-on, learn by doing. Yeah, learn by doing. <laughs> yep, and just yep. keep on learning. Keep on doing. Well, Katie, first, thank you for sharing your story with us. How are you doing? I'm doing great. Uh, nine and a half years, actually, and uh, cancer-free. So excellent. That's really good news. Uh, you say um, the college offered this program. Can I just ask you quickly, was Houston able, to, was he supported through high school, through middle school? We actually homeschooled. Yeah. Well, um, cool. From uh, uh, first grade Yeah, on. first grade. We, um, he's got two older sisters. Oh, yeah. And yeah. we homeschooled all three. That's really what got us started traveling. Yeah, we did, a, again, a lot of hands-on. Yeah, that's right. Learn by doing. Yeah. Um, that's how Houston learns best. That's actually how I learned best, too. And uh, we spent a lot of time on the road. My husband used to say, we weren't homeschoolers. We were road scholars. Well, it's got it. <laughs> <laughs> you didn't know how to do that. Yeah. No. So we, we built a lot of uh, yeah. hands-on learning into our, our school. Houston went to school in the oh, yes. public school system. No. Three years. Yeah, we have. The last IEP, we walked out. Yeah. I cried all the way home. What grade was that? In kindergarten. Mm. And I could tell already that they could not understand him not yeah. just speech wise but as a person that they were already selling him short and already kind of marking him out i guess i again i cried the whole way home i just yeah. you know prayed about what to yeah. do and i just knew that homeschool was right i knew i couldn't sit through 12 years of that having someone judge my yeah. child it hasn't changed much except we're starting to have a voice and it's actually getting attention of lawmakers. But besides that, I cried before kindergarten and I've cried every IEP since. <laughs> it's hard. And, and you're talking about communication. I think with school, a lot of the girls yeah. were really nice, but with yeah. the boys, the boys I just, uh... think there's this, you know, am I the top dog? You know, am I stronger than you or am I can I run faster than you? Whatever. That kind of always left you yes, right. at yeah. the bottom. And socially yeah. that was hard too. You know, I kind of think I was a chicken even to take that easy road out and just say, well, you know what? I'm just going to bring you home. No, I don't think it's the easy way out. I think it's such a gift that you had the ability to do it. I don't think every parent has the ability to do it. Because we have to advocate so strongly, there's so much second guessing in what we do. If this was about Sophia and we said, look, you're not educating our child. I have the ability to stay home. People would just say, yeah, that's just what you do because the school system is failing your child and you can do it. But we, we second guess and it's, I would have given anything to have not had all those cries as, as, as recently as last week. To hear the words that people speak over my child, to see the limited perceptions that have not changed and how they affect my child because they have the power to affect my child, the lack of accountability for the school system, to have avoided all of that, to have not had to see so many of my friends, even at the same school, who leave the school because there's no place for their child. They're told there's your child doesn't belong here. And that's a public school system. And there's no accountability. There's no consequence. And if I could have avoided a lot of that, I think it's such a beautiful gift that you had that experience. I feel like there's two pathways. You can stay in the school system and then in your mind, you're making a difference and trying to change some perceptions in the school system and the people around it and the administration of students. But then also you're risking the fact that you're putting your child in the situation for six or eight hours a day 
and is that benefiting them? Then you can go to the other path where I'm going to keep them home and uh, maybe I'm not making the effect that I could be if we are. I don't know. We're still not sure <laughs> about that into the, in the school system. We're making any changes at all. But then you can raise your child confidently possibly preparing them better for as an adult to then change people's minds then, right? So there's different ways to go. Right. But- and in all honesty, like I was talking about the mean boys at school, you know, oh, yeah. they're the ones that do need to grow up with Houston. Yeah. You know, they're the ones that do need to That's understand right. yeah. that there's all levels and life is not a competition. And there's a whole bunch of things that you can learn from being in an inclusive environment, not just for the person with the special need, but the people that are, involved in that circumstance too and I guess really since school we've never felt unwelcome anywhere and if we have we've just ignored it (laughs) and just you know what Houston belongs anywhere that anyone else is he can do anything that anybody else can it may be different it may look different it may sound different but you know what we're we're gonna do it and I think that everyone wins when they are Need to be interact ready. with our kids. Yes, right. yeah. And so I think as parents with our kids, it's not just our kids that we have a responsibility for, but it's also, I mean, our kids can benefit a whole lot of things in the world. And I think that's the beauty, the special beauty of people with Down syndrome, that they do have a different perspective. They're non-judgmental. There, there's a, a zest for life and a joy that runs way deeper than a neurotypical person may have. And I think that's the beauty and the gift. And I think that's yeah, the gift that we want to give to society. Well, Houston definitely gives his gift and his art. So you're the you're the expert resource provider and OT and speech and and all of that for for his curriculum. Yeah, he still actually does um, speech therapy through the University of Tennessee. Oh, yeah. And uh, we've continued that on for a a very long time. I can't remember if we've had a conversation, but in October, he had a stroke. I got stroke. And um, it was in the left middle part of his brain. Yep. And he's recovered nicely, but we're uh, hitting speech therapy a little bit heavier. Well, when it gets big, I mean, um, good Lord, yeah. You couldn't speak? No. But it hasn't slowed you down yet, has it? Nope, never decided. <laughs> Not now. I believe, though. Doctor says, fine. Says, yeah, uh, yeah, fine. Nope. Yeah, the doctor me. said you were very brave. Yeah, I believe. That must have been really scary. Yeah. Um, to be good. Um, doctor says, yes, keep on going. Doctor said, keep on going? Yeah, he says. He <laughs> said, though. That's right. Yep. Well, I want um, a little thing. And it's called. Oh, an ambulance? Yeah. Yeah, that's true. I just write it. <laughs> I just literally write it like, keep on going. It says, keep on going. Yep, Houston yep. got a trip to the hospital. Yeah, the hospital. Ambulance. He's right. That was quite an experience. Yes, it's been. But we don't want to do that again. No, never again. No, <laughs> never again. <laughs> never, never. I, I no, agree. We, we like uh, that. I feel like for our community, speech is a big issue. And I don't know what speech supports look like. But I know that's something that we're always trying to fight for as we advocate for Liam, because uh, a lot of the way we're perceived is by the if people can understand us or not. And one of the things I, I always talk about is the fact that like Liam learned sign language because some people couldn't understand him. So Liam learned sign language to communicate. You know, everybody has a challenge. Everybody has, you know, a perceived limit. But then the way that we rise above that to communicate 
And I, I actually, uh, I'm actually enjoying talking to you today, Houston. It's really fantastic. And the way you communicate through your photos. Oh yeah, photos. Yeah. You know, there's that cliche that a picture's worth a thousand words. And right, yeah. in our situation, that's couldn't be more true. You know, with, with his photography, he's able oh, yeah. to share his yeah, view. View. Yep, his view of the yep. world. Yeah, the world. And I got trips. And trips about it. How I do it? Yeah, you get to share about your yeah, trips yeah, with trips. lots of people. Yeah, yeah. some people all the way around about now states. About we go again. So Houston went to Oregon this summer. That was his 49th state. I got states. So you got one more to go. What is that? I've got his part. Do you remember? No, I don't remember. We haven't been to Alaska. Alaska. Actually, Houston, I've been, but Houston yeah. has not been to Alaska. I don't know Alaska before. I'm born in Montana, so it did be good. Yeah, it's I born. was born in Alaska. Yeah, I born in Alaska. I don't. <laughs> I'm born in Tennessee, so Tennessee is. You live in Tennessee, but yeah. we're going to go to Alaska sometime yeah, soon. Yeah, soon. I'm assuming you'll get some fantastic photographs there. Oh, my goodness. Well, it did be good. <laughs> when we look at what COVID has done to the oh, world yeah, COVID, yeah. within the last two years, yeah, two years yeah. um, it's actually been a mixed blessing for us, for our family because we've been home a lot more than we've really ever been. We've been able to go back through Houston's photographs. Oh yeah, I mean, um, Normally, you know, the, the old thing would be, you know, you put get in an envelope and stick them in a box. And it's kind of the same thing with a computer. You know, you come home, you put it on a computer, and then you, put you, you move on. It, yeah. Well, we were able to spend some time looking at Houston's pictures with uh, COVID. You know, that oh, was yeah, one COVID. of our things yeah, we yeah, started yeah, to do yeah, at yeah. home. And, we started looking. It's like, wow, that that one's good. Yeah, it's like, oh, look at this one. This I'm is really good. Yeah. And so that's how we've moved into uh, being able to put them on the website and offer them for sale. We started in April. Yeah, April. In April, we started yeah. the website. Our family's been real supportive of this. Our family travels together when oh, yeah. we can. Uh, with grown children, it's a little harder to get everybody yeah, together. But Houston's sister does all of his social media. Oh yeah, and helps with. Um, your website? In my website. And yep. the orders? Orders, yep. yep. So it's a family a family affair. Yeah, a family affair. Well, let's talk about your pictures because I went on your website and there's so many things uh, about what you do that I just, I want to talk about. I love, I love the sustainability, that just the thing that you would, um, you think about sustainability and that it's a priority. I, I love that the donation portion that you, the pictures that you put up for donation and for the different causes, I, I want to know like how you choose those. And, and, um, God, there's just so much. I first beyond speech, your photos are, I mean, they're so, there's such a beautiful communication of what's inside of you, Houston. Um, that's, it's such a gift and the way you say, I mean, it's not, it's not easy. It's not just something everybody can do. Everybody can take a selfie maybe with their camera on we, their phone. We, we've seen you take selfies. We know not everyone can no, take my selfies. selfies are horrible. Your eye, the way you focus, did that, is that something that you've had on the inside or is that something that was really pulled out during your courses at the school? Well, to me, I'm at school. I mean, they're, they're absolutely beautiful. I I, I love them. I was just, there's, I encourage everybody to go to your website. We're going to have a link to your website so people can go through and, and look at some of the breathtaking uh, photos that are on there. Um, and I think it's just such an encouragement because as parents and as new parents and along the line, we have these fears of 
for our children, our, the concerns because of how we receive some any diagnosis. And Houston is, he just puts my mind at ease that my son has the opportunity to have a dream and then follow it and see it to fruition. And find a passion that we can surround our, our children and, and allow them to find a passion and then support them in that. And well done, Katie. Can we talk about your family real quick? Because uh, you have other children and, and, and just to get an idea of, of the family structure. You okay, you want me to talk about it? Yeah, sure. Yeah. Um, we have three well. children. Yeah. Um, it took us a long time to have children. And then we had three in three years. So right. Houston's almost 24. Almost and his sisters are 25 and 26. Yep. Uh, the oldest one's married. And what you just said about, you know, finding something that your children are passionate about and, and helping them to pursue, you know, we're still doing that with our adult children. So that doesn't change just because you get a specific diagnosis or because there are circum certain circumstances it's that way with any child, whatever the situation may be. So it's, it's been a, a fun journey, you know, now that I'm looking back, I'm going, wow, you know, how did we do that with three under three? Um, but it's, I wouldn't trade a minute of it. And uh, everyone with young children, if you're listening, it goes fast. <laughs> Everybody tells you that when you're in the middle of it, you don't believe it. But as it is, um, Houston is currently enjoying only child status for his first time ever born with two sisters oh, that yeah. were one and two <laughs> never yeah, yeah. when you talk about how we uh we have to support all of our children it's true we're parents right there's there's a uh, a responsibility there but but a lot of times as a parent uh, of a child with down syndrome there's this this more intense thing we need to do but we realize as parents when you have typical kids too that man this is just things you do with any kid i mean this is just what you do as a parent and i think we forget i mean i feel like we forget and that there's like a outside um there's an outside input that m makes us think other than than what the reality is yeah the the beauty of down syndrome for us is that we learned a whole lot about being intentional you know, when, when you're faced with all of the therapies that you mentioned and all of the things that you need to do specifically, you kind of learn to live life a little more intentionally all the way around. And that's kind of a benefit in a lot of different ways. It's easy to just take things for granted, whether it be health or development or life skills or whatever. And as parents with uh, children with Down syndrome, we do have to be more intentional to make sure that they meet milestones and you know all of the things that we deal with in, in that community. But the benefit spreads into every other part of life. And we've just laughed at this point in our lives because when Houston was a baby and much younger, oh, yeah. You know, we thought, oh my gosh, he's such a difficult child. All these things we hey, have to do. Hey, what's that? What's that? <laughs> I know. Oh. But as he's grown up, you know, going through the teenage years and hey, now, who would have ever dreamed he'd be our easiest child? I'm not a child. I'm not a child. You're, more. you're always my baby. Oh, why? <laughs> oh, it's my no, it's baby. So it, you know, life has its seasons and has its uh, turns and everybody kind of gets their turn. Yeah, and they get turn. <laughs> and um, it's just been a, a real joy for us and a benefit to, to go through from childhood to through the teenage years and yep. seeing that yep. come into adulthood. It's been a real blessing for us.
And you said your oldest sister helps you with the social media. Yeah. Um, who names the pictures? Um, my Zaza. Uh, yeah, it, it's yeah. generally a team effort. Yeah, team yeah effort. and it's his middle sister that yeah, primarily does effort. the social media. Yeah. It's it's the whole family's involved with everything. Mm-hmm. Involved, yeah. But the naming generally, we've gone together uh, on a vacation or yeah, on a trip, trip for the international pictures, and so it's kind of a group effort <laughs> to come up with something that captures that place and that yeah, time. Yeah, that's one of the conversations we've been having lately is that, you know, it takes a village and whatever your village is, whatever we created a bubble in, you know, in our journey, we have a, a very small bubble. And, you know, at this point, we're, we're looking out and maybe our, our village is getting a little bigger, more people are coming into our bubble. But it, I think that that's, that's part of life. And that when we get to the point to that, the just the normalization of our journey, that any anyone in your house that has a dream like we rise to support each other I think it's beautiful and it's also should just carry the same weight as that's that's what we do for that's what we're supposed to do for every human support each other is we're supposed to support each other and it's I just think it's so beautiful I saw that you have something called upside downs for every print purchased a set of photo note cards will be given to a family with a baby with Down syndrome. So I have two questions, and that is, I didn't, I looked on your um, site on how to buy those note cards, but I didn't see them, but I might have just missed them. But then also, if there's a family with a baby with Down syndrome, how do you, how do they get on your list to, to receive those note cards? What we have done is work with our local Down syndrome support group. Uh, there's another support group here in Tennessee that's further north from us and Houston was the grand marshal for their buddy walk this year which was a huge honor to get to do oh yeah I mean and uh Houston's grandma has made handmade uh hand knitted blankets and baby hats for the uh, we have a comfort kit in our area that is provided to new families and so now she's been uh, providing those even for the Johnson City support group and so we've not uh, expanded much past our local group there's there's been enough that we've worked out here Um, we have connections with other down support groups kind of across the country and really around the world so when people have contacted us just because they know what we do then we've been able to send out a set of note cards wherever they may be if they contact us. And so if they're listening and want to contact us, if you know someone with a new baby, um, we'd be thrilled to pass those along. We also are working with a group. um, It's called Contribute To, and we're in the process of putting together a, a fundraising, they call it an ask, to develop a journal for new families with Houston's photography in it. So we've uh, actually, they have an office in New York and an office in Berlin. Berlin, And we've been working with them over the past few weeks to get together what's called an ask. Uh, They provide support for artists and art projects. And this is something that we have felt we really would like for the note cards and the journals to have a much broader reach because, you know, we know when we were a new family, all you get's bad news. every doctor that comes in has worse news every specialist you know (laughs) they treat the diagnosis as the person and 
we are kind of on a, a little personal mission to just set out to change the way that that, that what you get. You know, we want to be able to show people when they're holding that newborn baby that, you know, there's so much potential. There's so much that this is, child is going to be able to do. And nobody tells you that when they're little. And so that's kind of our, where our heart is. Yeah, is to, we want to reach out to the, the new yeah. stage when everything seems so bleak and everything seems so sad and say, no, you know what, it's, you're just totally missing the whole blessing of this whole thing. And so that's kind of been our heart. I don't know if that answers your whole question, but it's a, it's a big focus that we are trying to make a difference. So again, we'll have a link to your website and that's where they would reach out under contact? Yes. Yes. Okay. And I want to talk to you about that, about getting the diagnosis and stuff. I'm very apprehensive of doing this because at no time Houston do I want to be talking about you in third person. Like I, and also I want to make sure you're okay um, having this conversation because I, because, because honestly, it's just such a juxtaposition. I know my child. I know the life I have with my child. I know his potential and his ability. It's not the same as what was presented to us when Liam was born and in the NICU. And I feel horrible, like even having these conversations because I'm like, it's such an insult to every individual who has Down syndrome. It's so hurtful the things that are said, because you wouldn't say it about anybody else. I don't know if I've heard this conversation on such a common level about any other group. And I don't even, uh, when we have conversations like about what we fight for in school, you know, because Liam's still home because um, of the, the pandemic. And we do really enjoy teaching him because we feel like He's received those supports. It's, it's, that's why I was like, oh, well, see, you did it. You did it pre-pandemic. You, you know the benefits because you're supporting your child. You're teaching your child. I'm always so, uh, I feel horrible having these conversations when Liam's in the room or even anywhere near that he might hear because it's not who he is. But it really is a big part of who he is. Yeah, that's right. The medical profession, and I, I shouldn't say that a whole profession but there are so many that focus on the negative part of that and you know if you were handed a typical kid and they said well this kid is going to need you know this and they're going to need this and they're probably yeah, going to have their appendix out That's and right. they may yeah. have you know cancer when they're 12 Negative, years old yeah. whatever, whatever you know you would totally freak out about that too but they don't do that but when you get a, a child with down Never. syndrome then yeah. they start giving you this big long list of all the things that could happen and most of them don't that's right. And, and they, so yeah. it's kind of a, it's kind of a shame really that they still do that, that it's still that way because they don't, what you were saying, they don't put a limit on anybody else, but it seems like with a down syndrome diagnosis, that just seems to be so common. And, and you mentioned that about down syndrome with Houston. Um, we actually really never even talked about that as a family, probably until Houston was born. Well, after you were oh, born, yeah, right. <laughs> yeah. uh, probably a high school, um, go, we just yeah. never made that a, an issue. You know, we decided it's not even worth using it as an excuse. It's not worth anything. We just don't really, de I won't say deal with it. We don't talk about it. That's right. Yeah. But uh, his sister started doing this social media for him and it was Houston V photography. Yeah. I've been on Terrence Downs. 
So yep, but yeah. then several years ago we were looking and and what our platform has become is much bigger than just Houston and his photographs. It's really become the potential of everybody with Down syndrome and kind of changing how the diagnosis is delivered, changing how people view um, capabilities, opportunities, everything going forward. And so uh, I can't even remember how we came up with the name Downs and Towns, Yeah. but it just seemed to really fit. And we wanted to celebrate that the fact that with Down syndrome, there are so many benefits and nobody focuses on those. Everybody focuses on the negative, but there's so many positives. And that's what we decided that we want to focus on. That's right. Yeah. Well, you're absolutely right that they would never in a million years, they wouldn't dare deliver a list of, to a parents of the neurotypical child. They would never because the, the backlash would be huge. So I, I feel like that's just a, so that is definitely something that needs to change um, somewhere. I think that maybe doctors thought they were doing the right thing a very, very long time ago. And although the supports, awareness and advocacy have changed, their message has never changed. So it's definitely something that needs to evolve along with everything. We had a great interview with Dr. Brian Scottco, and he said, the chromosome has not changed, but we've seen so many changes. It's because the supports have been changed. It's because parents are there advocating and doing the work you know, and supporting their child and and fighting these misperceptions. And look at the advocacy that you guys are doing where, when a, a, a new parent receives in this basket of, of love, they receive beautiful photographs that represent this new place in their mind where, they, where they're heading. And, and it, that's a wonderful place to advocate. You can make a checklist of all the things that they tell us are impossible. And you've just taken one of those things and erased their little, it off their checklist, you know. I guess it is for out, outward society. I guess it is for the doctors. But I feel like it's needed so much in our community. You know, I feel like we, we need to know, we need to, we need to get those messages when, when we receive a diagnosis or when our child's born about celebrating and about possibility. And you're right about the, the medical list. We've had a doctor on our podcast that just went through each one and put it in the accurate perception, like the, the real the facts, real statistics, the and real you go, statistics. Oh, okay. Well. Yeah. N- not what we're given. It's still very rare, so many of these things. <laughs> and you mentioned Brian Scott Co. Um, that was on your podcast. We did a presentation this week at yeah, the World we Down Syndrome Congress, and we went right after him. So uh-huh. we, we didn't uh-huh. get to hear his presentation because yeah. it was uh, yeah. virtual. It was at all. And so we had recorded it and sent it in, but I saw on the schedule that we were together, uh, both from the United States. They do the World Down Syndrome Congress, I think, once every three years. And so this year it was hosted in Dubai. So we were real excited about that. But then we found out that it was virtual. So we just <laughs> recorded it in Tennessee. Yeah, I'm going to Tennessee. <laughs> we'll have to go to Dubai a different yeah, time. Congratulations. That's wonderful. Well, and our presentation for that was on using social media for social change. And I think with us in the last few years. Yeah, we are. Yeah. That's kind of been something that we can wrap our heads around yeah, and our arms right. around. Yeah. And, you know, everyone's using social media now as influencers and, you know, different uses of it. And we've decided that, you know what, why not let people with Down syndrome use the social media to influence change also? 
And so we were um, part of our presentation was talking oh, yeah. about the being a micro influencer, well, you know, yeah. how many users, and being a nano influencer. And then we we had a the tiny niche, you know, if your story can change one person, you know, encourage one person, it's really worth getting your story out there. And so I, I think um, I think change will come. It's just been incredibly slow. And you talked about changing the name of his photography. I, I think as parents, that's, uh, that's a, it's such a fine line. Cause I, I, I like when our, uh, on the journey were, you know, the difference between what we found in the last 11 years between showing and proving, um, between advocacy and having the privacy of our life between my son's extra chromosome is no different than the fact that my daughter has brown eyes. Like, why do I need to talk about his chromosome when, do I talk about my daughter has curly hair? Not everybody has curly hair. And I think that's such a hard, uh, or it's, it's such a challenging decision, but you're right. Because when, when I, when I finally settled into that, that place of, it doesn't weigh anything more than I let it weigh, but now it's my word. It's not their word. It's not their, what they put upon it. This is my word. This is my story. And this is, this is our journey. And it's, I think it's about taking it back and making it our journey. And we tell the story that we want to tell instead of all those other stories that come from the outside that have created these misperceptions. Probably not even through real experiences either. You know, like at least the intimate experiences we have as a family, you know. Yeah. One of the classes that um, Houston took as part of the oh, yeah. photography yeah. certificate was photography as a business. Yeah, and yeah, so we were sitting in class one night. Yeah, exactly. The teacher went through coming up with your company, you know, with your company, with your business. And he said, and he gave us an assignment to sit down and write down. He said, write down 10 things that make you different. And so Houston and I went off, everybody went off, you know, writing yeah, what makes them different. So yeah. we're sitting there going, hmm, you know, yeah. what, what would that be? <laughs> yeah, buggy, that be. Wait, no worries. <laughs> Yeah, that's right. Wait, I think, uh, how about, oh, oh, wait. Yeah, yeah, it does. Yeah. <laughs> I said, there's lots of landscape photographers and there's lots of travel photographers, but there's right. probably yeah. not many. There's not many anywhere. Travel landscape photographers landscape, with yeah. Down syndrome. And so it's funny that it even took us a while to think about that because it's not something that's just right up there in your head every day because it's just a part of our normal life. But uh, the teacher really encouraged us to uh, take on that and run with it. As a matter of fact, he had a brother with Down syndrome, which was oh, yeah. pretty oh, that's cool. That's great. Yeah. And it's so cool. that's what we've decided to celebrate. Yeah, I mean, that about it. Now, it has been interesting oh, yeah. um, being out there on social media and, and making our own narrative for things. There are still a lot of haters out there in the world. Um, you know, we'd like to think the world is all roses and everyone's going to embrace everybody and think it's all great um i spend a lot of time on tiktok just going through with the delete key. let me tell me let me name very deep oh no yeah yep we have we have two tiktoks houston bandy and downs and towns yep and so we spend time on there just deleting some of the the bad comments and they are out there but well, in mind they're being you're not voice yeah. yeah. No, I do that. If they say bad things, yeah. we just delete them. We don't yeah, let them have voice. <laughs> they can. They can. Be, 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 am I? Boys, boys, to be hard. 
that's right yep we want you to use your voice voice. but the the overall support from almost an international community has been beautiful and it's been really really nice to see that it it is a different era yeah oh yeah yeah and there are there's there's a lot of education that still has to take place but i think it's coming it's coming they're cowards bullies are cowards and it's so it's it's like road rage like it's easy to get mad at someone in front of you and honk at them when you're you know surrounded by your car car. (laughs) if you're on social media and you know people hide behind different pictures and well it'd be hard to be um i get my pictures of me says you're not that's um you know that's um says yes i am Oh, they that's said you wrong. don't have Down syndrome. It says, yes, I did. That's right. Oh, says, oh, this guy, this guy is not good. And boys, my voice says, I did my you. Oh, he I know. It. We, we it. have a TikTok video that has had over 17 million views. views. It's a sound, it's a sound. TikTok trending sound. Down. It's, it yeah. says, I'm a photographer, I'm a photographer. and I checked this yeah, picture. I'm saying about Sabine. Yeah, everyone's saying that's not his voice. Well, it's his voice. That's not his voice. guy. His guy, yes. <laughs> yeah, I think you're right. Yeah. I, I just think what you guys are doing is phenomenal. And I think that, I don't know, you just make such a big difference, you know, for the for people coming behind to have this be the, the, the story that they hear, you know? Yeah. Um, your photography on your website, I want to talk about it because I want people to go and look and buy your pictures. But you do, you, you give back so much. Um, we do donate a, a, a big portion of the proceeds oh, yeah. from his photography to select groups. And so far, they've basically been groups that we've interacted with or that have made a difference for us or that we know that are working with people with Down syndrome or special needs in some way. Oh, yeah. And so we generally try to have um, local, regional, national, and international um, giving at different times and we just kind of vary that up depending on timing and so we've, we've done up to um, six different charities at once and then we're able to write a check to help you know support it's it's not much yeah, but it's uh, yeah. we have been able to help uh, you know, um, with a uh, facilities yeah, for a special needs yeah. school in Guatemala where Houston and I went on a mission trip That's true, yeah. and that one's particularly special to us um, they have a school there in, uh, in this particular area yeah. Guat- um, in Guatemala yeah, that's right. down syndrome is viewed as a curse and it's it's kind of a very sad and kids and about sad about it but the special needs school is beautiful yeah, it's cool. it's good. but um very meager facilities yeah, yeah so we're happy to be able to make a, a difference with that that's why yeah on your website you have different photos and it also says where's i think it's under donation that it lists what what pictures give back to what specific charities i want to talk about we could let's talk about the guatemala the, the school there and then i want to talk about iceland and i want to talk about your trip there um but the school in guatemala that views down syndrome as a curse and just are they just going in there are, are they um just to educate what it actually is no actually um there is a missionary family there that's working yeah. with schools in the town of Petén. it's yeah. near the Tikal national park and they specifically work with a, a special needs school. It's not specifically students with Down syndrome. It's just all types of special needs 
there. Yeah, was in and when we were there yeah. in 2019, yeah. 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 they had one outhouse type bathroom for 30 kids. Yeah, about what um, kids about. All with special needs. Yeah, so, you know, yeah. not much in the. And me, and me, this part. Yeah, well, you got to help out. Yeah, I mean, I about. Yeah, yeah I mean, that's I right. They, they loved meeting you. In the minute, me. We're still Facebook friends with the uh, um, the teacher, teacher in the class. Yeah, class, yeah. And um, there were there was a set of students yeah. there. One was blind and one was autistic. One does it. And yeah. the boy that had boy. autism was yeah. really too old to be in this class. In class yeah. But they were best friends. Yeah, and best the friends. boy that was blind could sense when the boy with autism was going to have a seizure and could help calm him down. And the boy with autism was like the eyes for the boy that was blind. The boy's blind. And just some really cool and sweet stories with yeah. how people inspire each other and yeah. help each other in right. yeah. situations that, you know, here we would just, you know, it would just break your heart. Yeah, but, oh, but they're, they're, you know, they're thriving because right. they have each other. But Katie, this is the situation that I see, like, this, this is what the world misses out on are these beautiful humans. Like a long time ago, they take our kids away from us and say, this is what's better. And then they used what happened, what they did by creating an environment as telling us that this is what the chromosome was. Every life is so valuable. And that story, the, the world misses out on those two beautiful people. That's the, not only the definition of inclusion, but that's the definition of humanity where we help each other to reach their potential and our friends and the people who love us make us stronger. Well, to be asked too. Yep. Makes us stronger. Yeah. Right. And I feel so fortunate to be on the inside and not on the outside because I don't think that the world understands what they're limiting and what they're denying themselves from by pushing away anybody who's different. Like I just well, to be push people, be out of way, so to be to do it. Shouldn't push people out of the no, way. No, never. A, no, never, never. Um, we we have a, a friend that we've met, and she was the yeah. founder of the Down Syndrome Support Group in Scotland. Yes. Um, Houston sent <clears> some of his photographs in a gallery there in scotland that supports a a special needs orchestra but her son is 50 yeah uh, keith keith yes and she said that when he was born they just basically she had to fight to get them to let her take him home yeah and they were you know just going to take him to an institution immediately and she's like you know no you're not this is my baby you know you're not taking him so she formed the down syndrome support group in scotland and has been a real strong force for advocacy and education yeah, in yeah, Scotland. Yeah. And it's so right, you think, yeah. well, you know, that's 50 years ago. So, yeah, you know, she was breaking ago, ground. Yeah. Well, we've got a friend now that we've met on the internet yeah, right. and she's just had a baby in Germany. Yeah. And Derek. Derek, yeah. And um, she's 40. It's and 40. found out she was pregnant. pregnant. She has uh, multiple health issues. So they told her she couldn't get pregnant. And yeah, then but... they said the baby has Down syndrome and they were going to abort it. And she's like, you told me I couldn't have this baby because there's no way I'm going to let you take this baby. And so now he's this beautiful little baby that we've not met yet, but he's in Germany and we're Instagram friends. Yes, right. And you it's just, you would think that in 50 years, things would change, but it just seems to be going down that wrong path. And so you ask about Iceland. Um, Iceland has a near 100% abortion rate. Oh, yeah, that's um, right. It's just kind of a given. If you get the diagnosis, then you just have an abortion. 
and uh, we're part of a nonprofit group yeah, that was right. formed yeah. here to yeah. support women there <clears throat> to provide alternatives, you know, yeah, education, right. yeah. because it's not even given really as an option to raise a baby. And the director of the nonprofit was in Iceland and she met a family with a baby with Down or a young man with Down syndrome right, yeah. and said that, you know, he basically just slipped through the cracks. They, they missed him in a diagnosis and said that there's just so few babies born there with Down syndrome that there's not not many at all because it's just not a, a given. And I think as a society, we're just missing out. That's you're missing the mark. That's not where you should be directing your worry. You know, we're, we're inside the group. So we know it's, there's such beauty and such joy and such a different view of life that they're missing. Yeah. I, I find for the most part, our challenges to come from the outside, to come from the school district, to come from, people who have misperceptions or, or limited viewpoints. And, and it's not, it's definitely not from my journey. You know, I, I, I actually had somebody a few years back, very excited, say, I'm going to send you this story. Iceland has cured Down syndrome. Yes. <laughs> and I was like, I don't think the story says what you think it says. And what is the cure? For me, Give my son the supports he needs to reach his potential. I, everybody needs some kind of support. People have hearing aids. People wear readers and glasses. It's like, and it doesn't depict the value of your life. And I, I do think it's just the education because it is that education where people think, hey, this is a great story. And it's not. And it does come from the misperceptions that were created when institutionalizing our children. That was what you did. And no, the progress is very slow to happen. And I believe the progress actually is pushed forward from inside this community because we're starting to put stories out there that are just negating the heck out of all these perceptions that have like been... Like their story. Yeah, like your story, like Chris Nitschik, which we mention a lot. Like there's so many stories that... It's the, it's the great thing about social media is that we see these stories. So they can't just say, I remember when we went into, Liam was going to go to school and I knew that there was one child there at his home school that had Down syndrome. And I, and I went in to ask ahead of time. I didn't do that for Sophia, but I knew I had to with my son. And the person at the front desk was like, well, he, no, well, he kind of has Down syndrome. And I was like, I, I'm not sure what that means, but there was this like attempt to um, manipulate the information like, to create a limit. And I think that that's just, these stories from the inside are now working to hopefully move that progress along at a faster rate. And, you know. you know, we see it. We see the joy in your face, the way you both smile about not only uh, your photography, but your life and your experiences and I think our listeners will, will hear that smile through your voice. And it's really great to talk to you and, and hear your story and know that, yeah, we're, we're all living a wonderful life here, aren't we? And it's not the limits that they tell us about what our children will do. No, it is, it's so different than what we thought. You know, again, when you're just overwhelmed with all the negatives, it's just hard to even think about what life could be otherwise. But I wouldn't change one thing, I, you know, because of having Houston in our life and our oh, family, yeah. David and I, as parents, we've had to be more involved with things, you know, you're oh, talking yeah. about with your school, you know, you didn't do it yeah, with your school. daughter, you do it with your son. 
um, for Houston to be involved in mean? theater, we had to go with him. And so we were on stage. And so now our family has done all kinds of movies yeah, and commercials. I mean, I mean, and, and we would have never done that. We're both engineers, you know, never, yeah, ever. Never, never, <laughs> never parents used to say that. <laughs> because of having Houston in our life, our life is so much richer. It's so much better. We don't feel the need to keep up with the Joneses, whatever that means. You know, there's just so many things that change that it's even hard to put into words, but it's so real and you're getting there, you're seeing it. There are so many benefits that it far outweighs any of the negatives. And I do think the change has to come from us because on the outside, you don't know, you know, we didn't know. We, we each knew one person with Down syndrome growing up and that was it. It just wasn't part of our community and part of our world and our world so much better. Well, let's go back to the the way uh, that you give back. You give back through these postcards and you give back through the purchase of the different photographs, which I have to say the mother's love. Yeah, they're structured in albums, right? Of different uh, Different, subjects. But you can go straight to where it says donations and then it'll bring you to the specific pictures that, that donate to different uh, organizations and the mother I saw the mother's love on its own and I was like this is so beautiful and then I realized it was a part of Iceland and then I read your story about going to Iceland how you hadn't realized um, it's a beautiful picture do you do you want to talk a little bit about what was it like going to Iceland when did you find out what they do and how was Houston received in Iceland did you like Iceland yeah well, we went I to know. Iceland right before the news article came out I I think I probably know what news story you're referring to because people were showing that to us too and we went in 2017 and I think the news story came out very soon after we got back yeah because we were like man if we had known that we could have approached the whole trip way differently um we did not see anyone else with down syndrome there but we hardly saw anybody else anyway Anybody it's anywhere. a big desolate country yeah i mean uh, the towns are very small and um really the main people that we saw were tourists there in the area uh there's one little town, one um, town um, you know i think it's lot. population 103 yeah. maybe well, hey, there are more sheep yeah than there are people in the, yep. in the town yeah. kind of a house and some barns yeah yeah, um, so we didn't know. We, we would have definitely done more of a crusade <laughs> had we known. Yeah. But at the time, we just went to go uh, as a family and get to yeah. go see the beauty. It's a beautiful place. Yeah, but, you know, Iceland's not the only country. There are others no, 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 that true. are getting very close yeah. to curing Down syndrome. Right here. Yep. You, you won't be able to see that. That's yeah, in quotes. Um, even the United States is getting... Uh, and get better and get better. I think the abortion rate's probably in the high 60s, 60%, yep. which is just incredibly sad. So we hope that anything that we can do, if we can change one person's mind, it would be worth it. It's sad for the families who miss out on the gift. You know, I got a, a call, one, or actually a messenger uh, one night pretty late, and this it's a friend of a friend had someone contact her that was considering abortion and she said you know can we talk you know can she talk to you in houston i'm like absolutely you know i gave her all my contact information and we never heard from her and i reached back out to my friend and she said she never heard from the woman either so she's assuming that she aborted and 
that has been so heavy on my heart and it's been over a year. I think about what a life she missed out on. I mean, not only did she end that child's life, but her life would have been so different had she had enough information to, to make what I definitely the right decision. Cause I, I can't imagine life without Houston. And I mean, I mean <laughs> can you? No, I don't either. <laughs> <laughs> I think that's it, Katie. I think that it's, it's about taking the story back and letting the stories be the truth of it. You know, re- re- rewriting our history because the history of Down syndrome is definitely not the truth of Down syndrome. The history of Down syndrome is a reflection of an archaic belief that tried to control some any difference based on fear. I mean, all of it comes from fear. The thoughts that parents don't have it in them, those all come from fear. And that fear is not really based in anything substantial. It's just not because it's not any different the two children I have, they're both individual. And that's really... Well, I got, I got, I got your two sisters. Yeah. yeah, you got two. And and I'm sure your mom would say the same thing. It's it's just two different humans I'm, ra- I'm raising that are individual with strengths and weaknesses and dreams and goals and, and personalities. And our older daughter, and- Sophia, influences Liam in such beautiful ways. And Liam influences her. And we're all together. It's uh, equal. So I think I think it is about getting that story out. First, to our own community, who I feel like our own community is a little bogged down by the other stories, by the fighting for their education, which is ridiculous. Or even as as young parents, understanding to just let your child have their full potential. You know, sometimes we have these thoughts we've gotten from growing up. It's in our minds, and we can affect our child so much by our own Because we don't know. It's just what we're we're told, right? Mm -hmm. It's just what we're told. And any way we can change that story from the inside and really support and uplift our own community and then also change the story to the people on the outside because they just don't get it and they just don't know. Yeah. yeah. When, when Houston had a stroke and was oh, in yeah, the ER, yeah. uh, his nurse came in and she was talking to him and she said, I guess I should mention that I have five brothers with Down syndrome. Yeah, five. Five. <laughs> Yes, that's one. Yep. <laughs> and the bit out of me says, you got that one? Says, yes, you got five. She had five brothers with Down syndrome. Right. Yeah. yeah. So obviously there are families that get it. Yep. And you there do. are families yeah. that uh, do yeah. understand the, the joy and, and the true benefit. That's right. Yeah. And that's what I think <clears throat> that I'm, I'm so excited for what you guys are doing. Yeah, I think you there's so that. much education yeah. that needs to take place, but I think we're getting there. And so I appreciate what you all are doing to try to get the word out. Well, we're just using different ways of doing it. We're using uh, like kind of old school radio podcast <laughs> and you're doing visual part. You mentioned on the website that sometimes understanding expressive language, Houston's expressive language can be a challenge, but you express yourself perfectly through these photographs. I mean, I love and- that <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and I, and you know, when we talk about uh, how people miss out on the gift, you look at one of these pictures and there's no doubt what that gift is. I mean, each picture really, um, captures what, what my journey has been like, like each it's so beautiful. It's nothing that I can articulate or would try to, but just looking at it, just settles someplace in my soul. And I know that my my day is better by looking at it. And that's really how I can sum up my life with my son, you know? Yeah, I have a turn. I got two sisters. I'm good. So. <laughs> <You're> good. <laughs> yeah. 
your photos, uh, they range in different sizes. They, you, you give in, in the ways with the postcards, you give in the ways for select charities. Your project is aware of the sustainability and your carbon footprint. I can't, I don't know very many other humans in my life that are that aware and caring about their actions and what they're putting in the world. Because some people would just go, hey, I put this great product out that goes to charities. But you don't stop there. I mean, it's like a little cherry on top of a sundae. It's like, really? What else, guys? What else do you do? You're beautiful. <laughs> well, thank you. Yeah, thank you. We've, yes. we've been very blessed. Me too. I'm very blessed. Is there anything that I didn't ask you that you want to talk about? I have one thing. Me too. Uh, well, you have one thing too? Yeah. you want to go first? No, you go first. Okay. People ask us how Houston decided to get into photography. And when he finished school, we started looking around at options for him and what he could do and what he wanted to do. And with our girls, you know, they were going to college. You know, we kind of did the yeah, same thing, just at a, a different level. <laughs> Yeah. But you look at their strengths and look at their uh, areas of weakness and look at what they enjoy to do. And with Houston, it's just always been about photography, I guess. Yeah, photography yeah. was just a, a natural for him. But other people have different strengths. And I think with any of our kids, it's just a matter of looking at what they do, what they're good at, what they like to do, what they would like to spend their time doing. And so for us, um, we're still doing photography classes. We're still learning a lot. Yeah. Um, yeah. And I think that's true with any situation. It's just good to just keep learning, keep doing mm -hmm. new things. Mm -hmm. yeah. Yep. And so um, uh, we did a podcast in oh, London. Yes. No, we did. And they were asking about our goals. And I new said, goals. well, really, our goal is just to travel the world and you have fun. World, yeah. So if we travel the world and have fun, world, that's what we yeah. want. But really, it's much, much deeper than that. And I think that, um, you, I think you get it. You know, there's a, there's a whole lot more to that. Um, we want to show people in the world, a person with Down syndrome, you know, that may not have even seen one. And then we want to be able to take what we do and, and make a bigger impact. That's right, yeah. And to be a normal kid. And you're just a normal kid? Yeah, or a kid, <laughs> You're a normal young man Oh, now. why? I mean, yeah, now. <laughs> Oh my goodness. Well, you're, you're doing an extraordinary it. You're doing it. Young man. Thank uh, you. Thank you so much, Katie and Houston. And Houston, thank you for sharing your art. Oh yeah, big you. You are a beautifully talented artist, man. These these pictures. Thank you so much for joining us today. Really. Truly. Oh, thank you yeah, for big having you. us. Yeah, big you. It's yeah, an big, honor. Yeah. Please follow us on Twitter at if we knew then pod. And you can drop us a line on our Facebook page at If We Knew Then Pod. Or visit our website, ifweknewthen.com, to send us an email with questions and comments. And you can join our mailing list there and get alerts of future podcast episodes. All these links will be added to this episode's show notes. Thank you again, and we look forward to you joining us on the next episode of If We Knew Then. Oh